Hello, hello everybody. It is Beck here. Welcome to Beck and Siri Show live chat for Team Sirius Tri Club. So happy to be here today. I will just wait a few minutes for people to join. Um, tonight we're going to be really focused on uh, race week, pre-race week, race week, taper, uh, and traveling to and from races, and then how to prepare to reduce all anxiety and uncertainty on race day. So we're going to hit that tonight. That's going to be our main focus. And I'll just wait a few minutes to see how many people we get on tonight. But if you have questions, um, you guys know that you can post them right now um, in the comments and we can definitely answer them tonight for you guys. So um, cannot wait to hear all your questions. But we are going to talk about uh, pre-race week, race week taper in regards to training, fueling, traveling, etc. And yeah, that's what we're going to be chatting about tonight. So I'm excited to get into it. As I said, if you've got any questions, it doesn't have to be about race week. Just post them in right now and I will answer them. I will definitely answer them. Let me know where you're tuning in from to you guys. I would love to hear from everybody and where you guys are watching from. Because I know we have people all over the world, including Australia and Europe. And I would love to hear where you're tuning in from. I know we had Boston Marathon today, which was amazing. I had my athlete race Boston Marathon and she did like three hours 48. I think it was a PR. So congratulations to her. And it was the, I think it was eight years today. I was trying to remember the exact time, but I think it was eight years ago today. It was the 126th Boston Marathon and there's 30,000 participants. Um, Oh, sorry, it's 50 years since the first eight females were allowed to participate. It was only 50 years ago that it was all men. It's not that long ago. That's like 19, let me think, 1972? 1972 was when they first started just up, just before I was born, when they started allowing women to race. So, uh, and it's saying now that there will be um, a lady who did the original one at 72 race today. And now there's 12,000 women. It's almost half and half running Boston Marathon today. So that was amazing. I know it's over now, but pretty cool. And quote of the day, it's not about what the day brings. It's about what you bring to the day. That's Joan Samuelson's quote. So welcome, everybody. I would love to see if anyone has any questions. Hi, Nadine. Hi, Ruben. Oh, we have a new member. Yes, yes, yes. Ruben is one of our newest members. I was going to welcome Ruben and Bree today, two new members from this week. Mary McDonald, one of our ambassadors, is also on. Tash Collins from Australia, how is your training plan going? You guys, as you guys know, we have a 12-week beginner try plan that many people have gone on. It has 22 YouTube videos and links. Um, it's basically your guide to or workbook to your first ever triathlon. And it's 12 weeks getting you from zero couch potato to doing a sprint triathlon. So that's a 12-week plan. Uh, as you guys know, we have 16 and 23 weeks, so four-month and six-month um, beginner, intermediate, and advanced Ironman and 70.3 plans. We even have a 10 hours to your to your Ironman uh, training plan, which actually is pretty tough. It's between 10 and 13 hours. It's about 10 hours, and you can cross the line and do extremely well with 10 hours of training, you believe it or not, if you do the right training. It's absolutely possible. Hi, Joe from Calgary. How are you? We've got Texans here. Aussies, yeah, Bolivia, wow, oh my god, that's so awesome. 
Um, I have a friend who adopted a little girl from Bolivia and her name is Olivia from Bolivia. She's like 20 years old now. And then I already beat you to it. I've already pinned it. So we're going to talk and um, put questions up, you guys, as you um, as you come along and think of them. But we're going to talk about um, race planning and tapering, um, The say from about the week out from your race. Uh, a lot of people ask us about traveling, food, um, what to do to prepare for your first one or even if you're um, – oh, hi from uh, CA. Hey, how are you? Hi, Danny. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. So first, um, first thing I want to touch on is discussing race tapering. So race taper, we normally have our athletes uh, cut back to at least about probably 30% of their normal training. So you most of the race week, you are not doing any more than one session a day, unless it's a recovery swim after the brick or something like that. Uh, and then you're uh, obviously your weekend before, which is seven days out, you cut your long bike. Whether you're doing Ironman 70.3 or Olympic, your long bike should not be more than two hours, three hours max uh, for Ironman 70.3. Ironman around three hours easy aerobic, 70.3 usually around two in Olympic, like one to two. And in the long run, we cut back on the Sunday, the week before, if it's a Sunday race, we cut back to about an hour, hour 15 max, and we do some turnovers or pickups or strides just to get that fast twitch fibers fired up and for you to feel, feeling really good because you'll start to – you feel a little flat um, coming into taper, but you always feel amazing race day if you do the taper that we have. And we have an amazing taper program. As I said, if you're a member, you get this for free. We threw that out there last week. So if you're a member, you're going to get a taper plan for free. You're also going to get the 10 key workouts for free and you also get between 20 and 50% off all of our programs. If you try and buy them through Training Peaks, like for a six-month plan around 500, you guys get them for like, I think it's 149 or something like that. Okay, plus you get the added bonus of asking questions, asking Siri and I any questions you want whatsoever. Hi, Patrice. How are you? So taper week, we're talking about taper week. So as I said, we cut it back to about 30%. And I'm just going to give you a general guide for let's go for a 70.3 because most of us here are doing 70.3 Ironman. It's very similar to Ironman actually anyway. It's actually probably identical for any race other than the effort type thing. So usually we would do, depending on when you're traveling, we either have the Monday off um, or we tell them if they want to travel on a Thursday or a Friday, that will be their day off. So usually my athletes are traveling, so they'll have like the Thursday off or the Friday off, never the day before. If you're racing on a Sunday, you want to flush out your legs. If you're racing on a Saturday, don't have the day off before. You want to always flush your legs out the day off, the day before. So let's let's pretend we're racing on the Sunday. So Monday, what we would normally do would be like a pre-race swim. And it would be something like this. Uh, you'd warm up with, say, we do a 25, a one kilometer's worth of 25. So it might be something like 16, 12, 8, 4, 25s. So the 16, 25s every fourth fast, 12, 25s every third fast, 8, 25s every second fast, 4, 25s flat out, all with about 15 to 20 seconds rest. We usually do some with band to start with or pool boy band to get your stroke rate up, some swim some paddles and ideally race week you want at least double the rest if you're doing the short stuff and you don't want to do any more than a minute hard that would be about as long as you would go race week right one to two minutes maybe on the bike you'd go up to three minutes and it's usually when it says hard race pace effort it's the effort that you're doing for the race so if you're doing an olympic distance your brick would be olympic distance race pace efforts if you're doing a half ironman that'd be half ironman race pace efforts for your brick if you're doing ironman that'd be ironman or a little bit quicker race pace efforts for the brick and the brick we normally do on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. 
sometimes we'll do a Monday if they're racing Saturday and then traveling and then have to have the Thursday or Friday off. Let's say you're traveling on the let's say you're traveling on the Friday for a Sunday race. Okay, that's pretty common. So let's pretend you're traveling on the Friday and you have a Sunday race. And I can tell you if you're traveling for the Thursday too. So Monday will be the swim. You do like a bit of speed with lots of recovery, which are 25s, as I just said. So it's 40 25s. And you do it as 16 25s, 12 25s, 8 25s, 4 25s. And you do fourth fast, every third fast, every second fast, all fast, 15 to 20 seconds rest. Some band only, some swim, some paddles. Okay, then you might do something like this. Okay, it would be something like 450s. Two with 25 flat out, no breathing, 25 easy, and then two flat out, all with at least a minute rest. Okay, you're getting a minute rest so your heart rate comes back down. Then you might do something like two 100s hard or build to hard depending on where you're at, but technically you want to be going harder than race pace. So harder, definitely the 50s are flat out. Okay, you've already done your 25s as a warm up, you've already done your kilometer. And then you might do a 200 at race pace. So whatever race pace is for the weekend, if you're doing Olympic 70.3 or Ironman, then we usually do about a 400 easy paddles, poor boy. And we repeat that set two to three times, right? So you'd be 200 for the 450s is 200 meters worth. Two 100s adds up to 600. And then a 400 adds up to a kilometer. If you do that twice, that's 2K. With a 1K warm up, that's 3K. Some people might only do it once through and then a 1,000 easy warm down. We still swim 3K on the Monday unless you're a complete non-swimmer, but three kilometers for most people is about normal. Um, and then it's legs off. It's legs off, fresh, recover, normal tech boots, hypervolt, um, foam rolling, um, have an Epsom salt bath, have a massage if you can. Okay, then Tuesday would normally be our key brick. So this would be a bike run of about an hour to an hour 15. Okay, if you're doing Olympic, it'd probably be a 40 minute bike and a 45 minute bike with a 15 to 20 minute run. And say you're doing an Olympic, it'd be 45 minute bike with say five by two minutes at Olympic distance race pace, one to two minutes, very easy spinning, get the heart rate back down. Okay, after a 20 to 30 minute warm up with some one legged drills, some big gear, that's your main set. So basically your main set is four by two minutes at race pace, two minutes easy. Okay, this is the same for basically any distance, but the two minute race pace will be at the race pace that you're racing. So if you're racing Olympic, it's Olympic distance, if you're racing halves, Half Ironman effort, if you're racing Ironman, it's just above Ironman effort. Two minutes on, two minutes off, five times, that's 20 minute main set. Okay, you've got say a 10, 15 minute warm up with one legged drills, some 20 seconds fast, 40 seconds easy stuff. And then spin for a few minutes, like five minute easy leg flush, or you can go straight to the run if you want to. But if you feel the legs are a little tight or needing to recover, um, you can do a little spin. And then, or flush your legs, we do the flat leg flush for us is 20 seconds at 100 RPM, 40 seconds easy. It's not effort, it's just spin, 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 spin. One leg of drills are good for switching on the, the butt and the glutes. And then doing by five by one minute big gear, one minute easy is also really good to fire the muscles. You want to do that before the fast stuff, okay, before this main set of five by two on, two off. And I say two on, two off because you want that recovery because it's race week. You want at least one to one, at least double the recovery, or sorry, at least the same recovery minimum. Um... 
if you tend to overdo the effort, like I sometimes make it like four minutes at a lower effort than race pace. If you guys tend to push too hard, you do not want to be pushing race day, race week, sorry. You don't get any gains in fitness race week. It's all done. You see all these guys, race uh, age groupers uh, in Hawaii going flat out the day before, the week before the race. And I tell you what, they do not do well on race day. The pros are the ones that tend to hold back and they're the ones that are out cruising the race week um, just to feel good and get out there and fill the course. So, and then if you have time to do an easy swim, we would do an easy like uh, 2K to 3K strength swim, depending on how much time you have. It'd be like three 1000s, fartlek, which fartlek for us would be 25 fast, 75 easy, or 25 up tempo, 75 easy, 50 up tempo, 50 easy, 25 up tempo, 75 easy, 100 up tempo, 100 easy. That's 500 times two. You could do a pull by band snorkel, you could do it with paddles. Um, you could do a pull by band, mix it up, do some swim, do some siding drill where remember you don't lift your head up to breathe, you just eyes up just up above the water and then roll your head to breathe, same as normal. You want to try and incorporate the siding to breathe when you practice that. Okay, so that's um, after the brick. If you don't have time to do this swim, then you would probably do it tomorrow. Um, sorry, on the Wednesday. Um, Wednesday for us is normally a two, one to two hour easy bike. If you're racing Olympic, it'd be like a one hour easy spin could add a couple of big gear works in there, flush your legs. Um, if you're racing half Ironman, one and a half hours. If you're racing Ironman, no more than two hours, maybe 90 minutes. Really, 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 really easy. Um, and then that's it for Wednesday. Um, Thursday, if you miss doing this little swim on Tuesday, I would say you do the easy swim then as well. But Thursday would normally be a run with some pickups. So 30 to 40 minutes of running. Um, with say eight by one minutes uh, pickups, like pick me ups, like up tempo, like a seven out of 10, no harder. You feel very fresh and you want to go hard and then nice and easy. Um, and that's your Thursday run. Maybe swim in the, uh, or you actually, if not, if you're at the race, swim on the course if you can. If not, um, maybe leave the swim out. If again, if you didn't swim the, on the Tuesday after the brick, or you didn't swim on the Wednesday after the brick, I would do the swim. Um, ideally, we just ride on Wednesday, nice, easy aerobic. But ideally do that three 1000s um, easy swim on the Thursday. And then Friday would be a day off completely for the Sunday race. We're racing Sunday is what we're planning here is what we're talking about. If you are going to do a Sunday race, um, if you're doing a Saturday race, you do the same. You have the Thursday off and you have a little bit of fluffy stuff Friday, Saturday, easy aerobic, like pickup stuff, no more than an hour. Okay, so you've had Friday off and then Saturday, the day before the race, um, fueling is important here too. Um, Day before the race, we would normally try and get all three in. Sometimes that can be stressful, right? Wanting to do all three. It's silly. It's more psychological than anything. But the biggest thing for me for the day before the race is to go to the course, the time that you're swimming. So if you're swimming at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, go to the swim start and see where the sun is. Then you can choose which goggles you want, where you want mirrored, see-through, clear. Is it dark? Is it light? Is the sun coming in my eyes? Where's the buoys? Where's the landmarks that I need to see going out, going in? Swim out and look to where the first turn is, have a look, and then swim back in and see what you're focused on when you're coming in because sometimes you won't even see the exit or you'll be confused with the tree or the volunteer is wearing a red shirt, the buoy could be a red shirt, the finish could be a red exit um, buoy, which might be confused with the turn buoy. Just know what the buoys are and even ask, is this the turn can? Is this the first swim can? Is this the exit buoy? What is the exit buoy going to look like? Where do I get out? Have a landmark just in case you can't see very well your goggles fog up have a landmark for at least the first turn and where the the final turn is and have a good look if you can in the same coming in even if you can't swim the course go out and have a look 
Get on your bike, check all the brakes are working, not that they're stuck on your wheel. Sometimes the brakes get stuck, especially with disc brakes, or not disc brakes, especially with the old school brakes. They can be stuck on the carbon. Make sure your brakes aren't rubbing. Check your tires, spin your tires, and then go over your tires with a tooth, uh, with a uh, tweezers and make sure there's no glass or thistles in it, and then carry your bike into transition. If there's any grass or anything like that, carry it. And then when you've racked your bike, make sure you also check the outside that there's no glass and rub the tires, right? Don't pump the wheels up till the day before, sorry, till the morning of, because they could explode in summer in the heat. So don't pump the wheels up, have them on like 80 or 90 PSI and then do the rest um, uh, race day and get the bike racked early if you can. Get the bike racked early in the morning after you've done a little spin, checked all your gears, um, make sure you, all your handlebars are tightened. If you had someone else at the bike shop, put it together, or if you put it together, check the seats tight enough, check the pedals are on tight, do a check of the head stems on tight, check the brakes are on properly, check the handlebars are tight, like check everything, go over it with a uh, Allen key. Um, and then I would recommend if you're putting bike shoes on the bike, Bring them in the morning. Don't leave them on them overnight because you don't want them to get wet. Cover the bike in a plastic bag, a huge garbage bag if you can. If you're not allowed to do that, um, cover the, the where the fuel is going to be if you've got fuel on there, but definitely cover the handlebars so they're not wet. Try to cover any parts that may get wet, even if it's just a little plastic bag over the handlebars and the pads and the brakes and the hoods and stuff. All right, because that can get water in it and just basically can rust it. can get it, you know, it won't last as long either. So you want to cover the parts that you can. And if you're putting your shoes on the next day, quick tip, if you use a little elastic, like a, a, a little elastic tie, uh, I don't have one, not a hair tie, because that won't break, but a rubber band, put it around the heel of the shoe and then tie it, break it, break it, so it's a string, so it's elastic band broken, like it's a long string, and then tie it around the heel, then tie it around the um, crank so the shoes don't flap, so they stay like that, and then when you run your bike out, they're not flapping and the pedals aren't going around. Um, Okay, so to have them a little elastic band so they don't move. Um, and then if you feel like doing a little jog, um, I don't always swim the day before. I try to get it, you know, another time, but you want to at least try. Um, the more you can wear your wetsuit, the better. You could practice getting that on and off again. Remember lots of oil on the shoulders, on the wrists, on the calves to get it off. Cut your wetsuit just below the calf so that they're not stuck on your ankles. I always, you don't want your feet out of the water. Anyway, you want your feet under the water, so cut the wetsuit. If it's right down below your ankle there, that's bad because your feet will float. You want your feet under the water, so cut the wetsuit under your calf. Just cut it with a really sharp pair of scissors, right? Um, and make sure it's pulled right up and gathered here so that it doesn't pull on your um, shoulders. Wear oil on your shoulders as well, lots of baby oil. Um, and I would go for a little jog. If you can go for if you've done your swim, go for a little jog if you can. If not, I mean, you've done the work, it's there. The most important thing I feel is going for a spin on the bike and making sure everything's working and seeing the swim, even if you just get in and out real quickly. But if the water's dirty, I don't recommend swimming because you always also don't want to get sick. Um, so just check it out. So that's pretty much race week for us. If you have questions on that, um, let me know because that's what I'm here for. And talking about travel, if you guys are going to a race, we have questions about this, that it's at altitude, right? So if your um, race is at altitude, here's my tip, especially, I mean, coming to Boulder isn't even, I consider that high, it's a mile high, but you will feel it. You definitely will feel it. So I would say if you can come in a week before, that's amazing, but most people can't. But if the race is Sunday, getting here on Wednesday is really not a great idea because you're really going to start to feel the altitude come Sunday morning. You're going to really start to hit it and feel it. 
If you come Thursday, you're also going to feel it quite a bit, but late Thursday night is much better. And if you can come early Friday morning for a Sunday altitude race, the body isn't quite going to feel it as much as if you get, say, there on a Wednesday or a early Thursday. So I would say try to come late Thursday night or Friday morning or come as early as possible a week before. Well, the day before is even better, right? or the day of. But um, trying to come, say, midweek for an altitude race is just going to affect you a lot more. Um, if you can go really high, if you've come from sea level and you can go really high for a night first, say if you've come from sea level, you go to Vail first, then come down and like three or four days later, that's going to also massively help you because you're going to have more red blood cells. So that will negate it. Um, and then I say for heat training, um, this is a hard one, but when people go to Hawaii and they're not acclimated to heat at all or humidity, it's so humid. Um, going a week before to acclimate isn't really enough. I would say you need to be there a month before or two weeks before because also it's completely exhausting training in the humidity and you're going to be so exhausted and you don't want to go too early either because four weeks before you're going to be completely dehydrated if you're not adjusted. So you're going to be very smart and adjust yourself. So um, if you come 10 days before, just be very mindful that when you're out training, you're out there in the heat acclimating. But when you're finished the training, like get an apartment with air conditioning so you're recovering really well. You're recovering well. So then you're a little more acclimated than normal. Um, some people, and I do agree this works too, like I know Tim O'Donnell doesn't like air conditioning and he feels like his body adjusts better if he doesn't have air conditioning. And that seems to definitely work for him. So that is something you could opt, opt, opt into. But I don't sleep well when I don't have air conditioning and it's 100 degrees in the room. So it all depends on personal preference. But... If you did have a, a place that wasn't air conditioned, just had a fan, you, you would have acclimated a little bit more. But I say getting to Hawaii, like um, Americans traveling, it's not as far. Um, if you can get from Australia or international 10 days before is probably about the best time to get into Hawaii, about 10 days before or somewhere really hot. Um, I would say if you can't get there until a few days before, then just be smart, stay inside, don't do a ton of work, you've done the work anyway and just try to stay in the air conditioning so you can recover um, and just you're doing the training in the heat. But get out there really, really early in the morning. Um, but it's very hard for people to acclimate in humidity if you're not used to it. So training in it is the best thing, like training in a sauna, training in somewhere with high humidity, like you could have a heater in your, uh, in, your, in your training, in your pain cave, just to adjust and using a sauna and a Steam room is amazing for acclimation for humidity, even if you're not training and if you're just sitting in it. Steam rooms and saunas really help the body acclimate. It actually will really make a, uh, I was listening to Ben Greenfield about this, it will make a big difference to your performance if even if you're not training in the conditions, if you can sit in a steam room or a sauna multiple weeks before, your body will adjust much better to the, to the humidity. So that's a big tip for you there. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Um, I'll go through really quickly race morning as well. So say your race is, uh, let's say 7 a.m. Okay, so you'd wanna be getting up around four o'clock, about three hours before. Um, two, two is just too soon, too close, unless it's say an Olympic and you're living like next to the race start, you could do two hours, but three hours before ideally for a half and a full. So if your race is at seven, you wanna be up at four o'clock and you wanna be eating a light breakfast at like before five o'clock. Um, before five o'clock, so 4.30, two, two and a half hours before. Um, but remember, your fueling will already be there. Your glycogen stores should already be full from all the carb loading. From For an Ironman, if you're racing on a Sunday, you want to carb load from Thursday onwards with little bits of carbohydrate 
um, low GI carbs all throughout the Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, and then start to reduce it by Saturday lunchtime, Saturday dinner. Um, I used to have like a little bit of protein and a fair bit of fat, um, good fats like oils and avocados, um, and not load too much on the Saturday night. But um, for a half, you really only need to carb load probably the day before. Um, and uh, Olympic, you don't really need to carb load. But you do want to have breakfast about three hours before. And don't think you have to stuff yourself for breakfast because for Ironman, it's only 0.3. Especially Ironman, you should already have been carb loading from, say, the Thursday onwards. So um, race morning, yep, that's about right for that. And then uh, just getting your wetsuit on early, like I'd say at least 30, 40 minutes before, unless it's obviously boiling, then it might be wetsuit anyway. But get the wetsuit on early and get in and do a free swim warm-up if you can. If you can't, bring some cords to do the arm movements with the cords um, or just go for a run. If it's really nice and cold, go for a run in your wetsuit a little bit. Um, but race morning, um, I used to get there about an hour and a half before and do check my bike and everything, check all the tires, check the gears, put all the food on, do a little run like 10 minutes, just warming up with a few pickups to get the blood flowing in my legs and then get into the water is where I do my main warm up, at least 10, 15 minutes in the water with say, 10 fast strokes, like eight to 10 times, 10 fast strokes with like 30, 40 easy strokes, like at least five to 10 times. Um, and just staying really warm, like staying really warm in the water. And if you have to get out of the water, then you need to have like um, a towel around you and make sure you stay really warm. And don't forget that trick with the wetsuit, putting it on with a plastic bag on your hands and legs and lots of oil, lots of oil, neck, lots of oil. So you don't chafe Vaseline on your neck, oil on the shoulders, oil on the wrist, oil on the calves. And then, yeah, no Garmin race day. We always say, like, get rid of the Garmin, get rid of the heart rate, because all you can do is the best in every moment. If you're constantly looking, oh, oh I'm looking at my watch and I'm only doing that speed and I can't go any harder, what are you going to do? You can't do anything about it. So just go by feel. You know your pace and your effort if you're being training by RP and effort. So I would say do not wear a Garmin or a heart rate race day. I just, it's just not a good idea um, unless you have other reasons to do that. But I do not recommend it at all. And uh, yeah, that's probably about all for for race day. We'll get on to actual race day another time, but I wanted to talk more about pre-race week um, this time. So any questions, you guys? I see 10 people on, but I don't see any questions at all. Who, If you guys can just let me know who's racing soon. When's the next um, race that you guys have coming up? Let us know. Or if you have any questions at all, let us know. Anyone got a favorite shoe that they're wearing at the moment? I'd love to know. We don't have a shoe sponsor, but we would love to get one. Um, I'm pretty pretty happy with my Adidas Boston Zeros right now. I love them. I love to feel the ground. I'm not a huge fan of wearing anything with tons of cushioning. This is a very easy, slow run, but I'm not running real fast these days. So I don't see any questions on here, so I will say goodnight to everybody. I hope that helped and brought you guys some um some really good information and uh, remember if you need us um, we have our private Facebook group here and you guys can, uh, can can at Rebecca or at Siri anytime and that's what we're here for so you want to post up your um, swim technique or bike or run technique we're happy to put, pick that apart or help you with some feedback uh, love to do that love to help any way we can so good luck you guys good luck with your um, half marathon Masumi that's awesome Trisha Trisha loves her ons. I'm not a big fan of on running shoes. 
only to walk around in because they look bloody sexy, but I don't like running in them, but um, some people do. Good luck, Mary McDonald at your USA um, National Duathlon. Yay! Uh, Vanessa Cook's racing that as well, I believe. Um, half marathon in 90 days. Woo-hoo! Go Trish. Uh, oh, by the way, you guys, um, anyone that's interested, that's not a triathlon, but I am taking a group to Miami Marathon. I'm actually running it as well. God help me. I said yes to it. If you're running, uh, we're running Miami Marathon January 29th in Miami. It's not going to be too hot then, thank God. It's winter. But January 29th, we're running Miami Marathon um, half and full. So if anyone's interested in that, just uh, send me an email. Um, we'd love to have as many squatters there and as many triathletes there as we can. So, yeah, let us know. We'd love to have you. Um, thanks, you guys. Let us know if you have questions on this chat. I hope it really helped. And um, have a great taper for your race. You guys are ready. You ready to rock? All right, guys. Thank you. Bye.